0: Welcome to the Generation Why Not podcast with Ruth Klein, a six-time best-selling author, creative brand strategist, and book coach for small businesses, entrepreneurs, authors, mompreneurs, and professionals today. She is the president of the award-winning firm, Expert Celebrity Branding, and the Wall Street Journal calls her the marketing maven. This podcast will be interviewing this generation, those who are doing things differently because of their perceptual shift of what success looks like, and who are driven by attitude, not age. They know anything is possible, and you'll hear how this generation feels the fear and keeps going anyway to achieve their goals and dreams, whether they be in business, sports, the arts, or lifestyle.
1: Welcome to Generation Why Not? I'm your host, Ruth Klein, and thrilled to have you back. Generation Why Not is a new demographic group, And it's based on attitude, not age. This generation looks at education, inspiration, and implementation in a new way. And what I love about Generation Why Not is that it's a perceptual disruptor and how we see ourselves, our failures, our outcomes, our businesses, and our lives. So please stay tuned. And we have someone who is just... An amazing woman that I was fortunate to meet when I was on the East Coast. Her name is Mercedes Garcia and she is the Vice President of Community Relations at MasterCard. In her role, she's responsible for developing relationships with consumers, merchants, labor organizations, consumer advocacy groups, and government via the Master Your Card community Empowerment program. I just love the name of that. Absolutely love that. And this empowerment program that Mercedes heads provides education about how consumers and business owners can get the most from their money through the smart use of electronic payment technology. I love that. I can't wait to delve in and and hear all about that and where she's going with that and some of the success that she's had. So please help me welcome Mercedes Garcia. Hi, Mercedes. Hi, Ruth. Good morning. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. Well, we're honored to have you, and you just have a wealth of such information and, and education and community relations. I see that you grew up in Venezuela. Talk to us about that. Um, yeah, that's correct. I was born in Venezuela, even though I um, was raised in Mexico City. My father was Mexican. But then after going to school, I went back to Venezuela for, for many, many years. I worked there. And then one of those take risks, crazy thing that I just closed my eyes and said, yes, I ended up living in New York for 21 years. Isn't that something? You just literally decided one day you're going to come to America, you're going to leave home, and that was it. Well, yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of, because that's how I left Venezuela, uh, excuse me, Mexico, after I graduated and everything, just to try back with family in Venezuela. I started working for MasterCard in, in, in Venezuela, and one day, a wonderful lady asked me, and she said, you know, I'm going to be um, out in maternity leave. I need somebody to come support my team. Would you mind or, or would you be interested in, in that? working six months in the headquarters of MasterCard? And I say yes without even thinking about it. And when I hang up the phone, I was like, what did I just do? Because <laughs> I didn't know anybody in New York. I never okay. lived in the States. And it was a huge challenge to move to a city so complex as New York. By myself and not knowing anybody and just working corporate America, which I had not done before. That is huge. You know, it, I'm, I'm laughing here because that's so part of the generation why not is, you know, you, you had the opportunity. You knew intuitively it was the right move for you. You knew that. And so you were able to go with it. You were able to take that risk. And then when you hung up, reality came in that part of reality that brings up fear and it's like, wow, what did I just do? <laughs> and yes, and you know, I follow my intuition a lot. I have learned so much and I have been in situations where I'm like, thank God I follow my intuition and obviously others would have said, I knew it. I knew it. Why didn't I follow it? One of those that I'm so happy I follow without rationalizing it too much. And it was I would say the best in my life. I love that. And let me ask you, you know, you, you just mentioned that you use your intuitive abilities a lot. And when you don't go down that route, you're you you you're not a happy camper. What is it? What is it do you think for you with those intuitive abilities? What makes it work for you? It works when I follow it. You know, I feel that many of us or most of us know intuitively and know internally when something's right, when it's not. As simple as, you know, let me grab these keys and bring them with me, even if it doesn't make sense or little things like those and big things sometimes. You just know it in your gut. Unfortunately, many times we don't follow that. And and then we know we knew and, and didn't do it. So I have committed to follow it all the time. So let me ask you, Mercedes, you're right. Everyone has that intuition. However, many times that intuition is underneath fear. We get so fearful that we we have that intuitive hit, and then we decide to go a different way or do something differently because fear comes in. So how do you handle that? How do you move so, forward wow. in spite of being fearful? I move forward regardless of the fear. Once I made the decision, I am committed to myself to make it work. Mm -hmm. So there's no room for fear. It's just like Mm -hmm. the universe will provide. I know it will work. I will make it work. What's the worst that can happen? But I try not to focus on fear. I just try to focus on how can I make this opportunity work the best for me? And I just keep going. (laughs) That is so generation. Why not? The generation feels the fear. But just exactly as you said, they go through the fear. They go past the fear and they focus on their self-commitment. You've made a commitment to yourself and you're going to follow up on it. And your focus is not on the fear, even though you might be feeling it, you get past that. I I love that. Absolutely love that. I knew I was going to regret it the rest of my life if I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. is another (laughs) way to look at it. But, you know, I want to, I want to regret not doing something instead of doing something. So that's a very powerful statement because I think people that are transitioning and leaving this world often say they regret having not done things versus having regret doing things. It's, you know, many times, right? Many times it's what we're fearful of that we really wanted to do, but we regret not doing them versus the things that we did do and yeah maybe they they did work out and maybe they didn't work out but the fact remains that we did it and so yeah and you know and you feel proud of yourself that you did it so i think that's the most important lesson here yeah yeah exactly what has been a challenge for you a challenge was when I found myself in New York. My English was not that good. I didn't know anybody. As I said, New York is a complex city, which I totally learned to, to love and, and, and make it home. And also being a Latina. At that time, even though MasterCard is all for diversity and inclusion, and it has been evolving and growing through the years, we're talking about 22 years ago, there was never Discrimination or anything, but I felt I was a little different in terms of I'm very transparent, very straightforward, very direct, especially for the people that I was working with. That was a little intimidating for them, not, not the whole company, but for them, it was a culture of a little passive aggressive or a little go with the flow. I couldn't understand that. And, and, you know, they, they thought it was because I was Latina. I was. Like that, super enthusiastic, very positive, cheerful all the time. And for them, that was they were not used to that. So mm-hmm. it was a challenge to be successful, continue making the best out of that opportunity, which I did because the six months that they saw every day that I had to go back to Venezuela after the six months because there was no headcount for me. It was a temporary thing. Uh I turned it into 21 years and I was promoted four times. (laughs) So it really worked. But they were like, you know, we were in a meeting and when I say, oh, excuse me, they were terrified of what I was going to say because I was straightforward. So I wouldn't say it's a challenge, but I feel proud of having found a way to, to be successful and at the same time do not change who I was. That's powerful because many times when someone starts to rise in their position or gain a certain level of respect, they tend to make some changes which are good and sometimes they go the direction of, of the other way that they're, those changes are not truly in alignment with who they are exactly and and i think that's part of the success when you're true to yourself and you learn how to you know be and navigate you know, what you have around you and what the the law of the land is etc but continue being yourself so you can be respectful you can be a team player you can be professional you can be many things but at the same time be who you are or exercise some of the behaviors that for other people might be, oh, you are too cheerful, or you are too direct, or, you know, those kind of things. And it worked, because, you know, I'm still still here. And uh, (laughs) one of the most wonderful accomplishments was recently, about five months ago, that I got an award. And one of MasterCard's executives, a wonderful lady that was introducing me during that uh, award, she said, all the years that I have known Mercedes, I know exactly that what she says is what she means and what she does. She's the most mm-hmm. transparent or, or the, the, the most committed person that what you see is what you get. Uh-huh. So that was for me the most amazing compliment. In other words, you walk your walk and you talk your talk. And that's true. That's a true form of alignment. And it's a true form of, of mutual respect with for you as well as other people that work with you. I I think that's awesome, congratulations. Talk to us about, you know, I like the, the word here, the smart use of the electronic payment technology. Why is it a smart use of electronic payment technology? And can you tell us to a layman what that really means and why it's so important today? I think it's very important to everybody to learn how payments technology works because, you know, the world is going cashless. More and more people stop carrying cash because of the risk and the inconvenience, et cetera. And technology is changing the way we pay for things and how we get our money and how we transfer money to other people. That's really important so we understand and don't stay like in the past when somebody told us years ago, oh, for example, credit cards. All payment cards are credit. I don't have a credit history or I have a bad one or I don't have a bank account and credit cards are terrible. They get you, uh, they get you into debt. So I prefer to use cash all the time. And that that doesn't make sense at all. So what I do is talk to communities and to people and do workshops, et cetera about the benefits of understanding how technology works these days and how to make it work for you. For example, people don't think that cash has a cost until you are taken through some examples and you go like, wow, that's true. I didn't realize, for example, that if I have a business and I want to be a cash only business, I'm never going to grow my business. And I'm, you know, what message am I giving to my potential customers if I'm pretending that they will come to me with enough cash in their pocket to to buy what I sell, or I will send them to the next ATM where they have to pay a fee to get cash, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, for example, if I don't accept payment cards and give the convenience to my customers to pay in whichever way they want, I'm not going to be successful. And as a person as well, there's so many, there's like 27% of the households in the U.S. are what we call underserved, either unbanked or still have a small bank account, but they pay sometimes close to 9% of their income in fees, like check cashing centers and payday loans and those kind of things. It's helping especially low-income underserved people understand that not all cars are credit that there's alternatives, even if you don't have a credit scoring or a bank account, etc. So help them embrace technology and how it's helping us be more efficient and don't waste so much time and money when we are using our hard-earned money. There is a place that I love their hamburgers, love their hamburgers and their homemade pies, and they only create cash, and it's annoying to me. One time I just left because I didn't have cash and I rarely have cash. So you're, you're absolutely right. Few people, very few people carry cash anymore. However, that being said, talk to us on the other end. Credit cards can be, can get people into real financial danger. Let's say someone uses, has a, a MasterCard and, They keep charging and keep charging. And then they find out that every month they're paying a lot just on interest. How do you, what do you say about that? How do you help people through that process? And the same thing with businesses, you know, they don't have money. So they take the money out on their card and whoa. I'll give you just an example that I use when I do the workshop. When I start talking about the different types of cards, like debits, prepaid cards, reloadable prepaid cards, credit. There's always a lady that says, "Oh no, my God, credit cards are, are horrible. I owe a lot of money. I don't think it's a good thing." I say, "Tell me something." So you're saying that you owe a lot of money. Did the car go by itself to the mall, or did you go with it? Mm-hmm. And they, they just finally go like, well, "Well, you know, there was a shoe sale and blah blah." blah. And 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 it's about people realizing how these tools work, and how to be responsible. I always say, why would you spend more money than what you know you can pay at the end of the month? So you can use the card to pay for everything, but don't spend $1 more than what you know you will be able to pay. So this way you're using the bank's money. And another thing I should say in a parenthesis, MasterCard is not a credit card company. We don't issue cards to people. The banks do. So we don't buy cards at all, right? And Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know that either. So I tell them, like, you use the bank's money for 30 days, and then if you pay in full at the end of the month, your money remains in your bank, you use their money, and you don't pay any interest. So it's just about being responsible. Having a credit card doesn't mean that you can spend like crazy everything and then figure it out, But because, of course, you're going to – pay interest, and then it's like a snowball. So right. but maybe right. if you are not disciplined, maybe a debit card is better for you or maybe a reloadable prepaid card that you can load the money that you know you can spend and use it for everything. I love that. You've just given some incredible um, alternatives. And I think this goes for a lot of people. It's so easy to just, it is for me to stick out my various credit cards and pay for things. And then at the end of the month, I get the bill and it's like, no way. There's no way I spent that kind of money because it's so easy. So do you do any kind of financial literacy or do you suggest a group or an organization or a nonprofit that talks about how to be responsible with with money? I lead uh, a program that MasterCard sponsors called Master Your Card. We have the Mm -hmm. website, MasterYourCardUSA.org. And there's okay. a lot of information there. There's videos okay. and there's um, handouts and presentations, etc. And I work with different organizations, like women organizations or Latino African Americans. I see children as well about that. Getting the information, understanding it, and modifying a couple of things that we know are not working in our best interest. So yes, right. consider financial financial education. Uh, even though it's more focused on how to use technology to manage your money better. But obviously, I also talk about the benefits of having a budget and uh, being smart with the way you you manage your money. How do you use your MasterCard? How do I use my my, my card? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the specific my credit card. Well, what I do, I put absolutely everything in my card Mm -hmm. um, because I have miles. So I have, a, for example, a car that gives me miles. So I put mm-hmm. all my utility bills. I put everything in my card, and I know what my monthly expenses are. And automatically, there's a payment that comes from my bank account that pays it in full at the end of the month. So I get mm-hmm. miles for my cable bill, for my cell phone bill, for my electricity, for all of that. Those are points and points and points and points that I, that I use smartly. And I don't even have to worry about anything because it gets paid automatically in full from my checking account at the end of the month. So I know how much I spend and and, and it's it's being paid. What is one you would like to leave our listeners with that you feel is really important to know? In terms of what I do, definitely as women, sometimes we got used to managing finances in, in some, uh, you know, some couples, they are used to, oh, no, the man is the one that is going to manage all these things. No. I think we should know absolutely everything about the finances of the household. We need to have our own money. We need to know how to understand how things work and be smart about it and be part of how the money is being managed. I think it's really important. I work with a lot of women groups, and that's what mm-hmm. I find that sometimes you yeah. just leave it in the in the hands of uh, of a man to manage that and then when something happens we are in deep trouble and in general i would just say taking risks and having faith and being you know certain that everything you want is out there you just need to open up to receive it and let the universe do its uh its work not being attached to the, how the result will be, just being open and say, I know I deserve this. I know I want this and I'm going to get it. And just make the decisions you need to make in terms of, uh, to go to that goal and just open up and wait for things to, to happen. You truly have lived by that, haven't you? You truly have lived oh, yes. by that. Continue to do. And so. I'm learning every day and I'm trying to be the best version of myself every day and continue working through out of intuition and learning things and evolving and and being the best human being i can and it shows thank you so much for sharing your wisdom it's um it's a wisdom of, the, of ancient times, it's wisdom of today's times, and you were able to integrate both of those beautifully. Thank you so much for what you do. I know you're helping yes. so many people and inspiring so many women and men out there, so thank you also for what you do. Thank you. Thank you, Mercedes. So... What a beautiful, beautiful way to see the world. And sometimes I often think, is this that Mercedes was sharing? Beautiful to be able to to go with your intuition, to have a knowing that it's correct, it's real, it's the right thing to do, and be able to surpass our fears and continue following that intuition. Is that something that that people are? born with? Is that something that in different parts of the world and cultures, we pick that up more? It's always been an interesting question. I don't know the answer to that. Maybe you do and would love to respond to this episode. We would love to start that conversation with you. It just goes to show how powerful One's internal values and alignment can be by following your intuition and to focus on what you want and can do instead of, as Mercedes said, instead of focusing on the fear. And I loved also what Mercedes said about the car, the MasterCard. And I never looked at it like this. I never looked at it as Use the bank's money for 30 days and you don't have any interest, which of course I knew, but I never saw it through the the prism, through the lens of using the bank's money. That's exactly what happens when I use MasterCard. I'm using their money while I'm making money to pay for something. I love that. Love, love. And then the other part to that, of course, is a bonus point. And there is a hotel in New York that it's a bit pricey, and I use my points whenever I'm in New York. So I love what Mercedes said there. It is such a benefit, such a benefit. Um, And like anything else. It's not just not overspending more than you have. It's the same thing as not overeating. It's the same thing as not overexercising. So I love what she said there. If you're in the process of learning financial literacy, getting a financial education, maybe a safe way to go is a reloadable prepaid card. Maybe it's through a MasterCard debit card to get an idea of how much money you're Spending every month and then having a limit, kind of a, a good force limit as to how much you can spend. So, so really all these, what some people would say the negative pieces of the MasterCard is absolutely not accurate anymore. So I love what Mercedes has done. And then the last piece that she had mentioned is where Know where your money is and know where it's going. So important. And yes, I, I do believe whomever is in charge of the money, male or female, must share that information with their spouse or the other person whose income is being affected by that. Truly, got you've got to know where your money is coming in. And how and where it's going out. I'd like to end with what Mercedes said that's so powerful that is part, big part of my book, Generation Why Not, and certainly a big part of this generation that's focused on attitude, not age. It's being open to receiving the universe's guidance and opportunities and know that you deserve it so knowing that you deserve it is another opportunity to stay open to receiving the universe's gift thank you for joining us generation why not i look forward to our next time together
0: thank you for joining generation why not we look forward to receiving any questions you may have as Ruth will be answering them on this podcast. Follow Ruth.Klein on Instagram or email rklein at ruthklein.com. Until next time, a short reminder that success is driven by attitude, not age.